just turn it off. As a social media agency, uh, stop consuming social media content. Oh, that's a, that's going to be the start. Of, that's going to be the start of the episode. Yeah. Our advice, do it. I dare you. This is the Social Media Sucks Podcast. Oh, look, I got another follower. Oh, that's wonderful. Good for you. I can hear you saying that, but you don't seem happy for but me. No, of course I'm excited for you. Keeping you up to date on what's going on in social media. Brought to you by Cupco. Hello and welcome to the Social Media Sucks podcast presented by Cubco, the podcast where we delve into the wild and sometimes wonderful world of social media. I'm Chris Cubernus, uh, here to guide you through the chaos of digital lives with the man, the myth, the legend, Jason Donnelly. What's up? What's going on, everybody? It's good to be here. Uh, we're doing things a little bit different on the podcast moving forward. Uh, for every show, we're going to put out uh, social media topic to our friends and followers across social media. Uh, they can comment on it, send us a question, uh, or if we're lucky, shoot us over an anonymous secret, uh, something to share. Uh, this, this week's topic, I'm like nervous. This week's topic was what keeps you up at night concerning social media in 2024. Uh, and we got some juicy responses. Yeah. I'm looking forward to getting into that. They're so juicy. <laughs> Like, oh, they're so juicy. Juice. Juicy is a weird word, I got to say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like a fruit box. Yeah. It's basically a trash can full of grapes. It's a dumpster of apples. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> I love apples these days. You do love apples these days. I got to say, you eat a lot of apples. Yeah, it's an issue. Yeah. So here we go. We're actually going to review some of the comments that you guys brought in, uh, sent to us. You guys sent some audio. You sent some video. You sent some comments on social. It was all amazing. Thank you to all you listeners out there that sent in your stuff. Uh, we're super grateful. So thank you so much for that. Uh, and the first one uh, comes from us, comes from us. The first one comes to us from at behind the shades. And we'll put that name up somewhere around here at behind the at behind the shades. Send us a question regarding TikTok. Let's jump straight into it. Hey, Chris and Team Cubco. It is behind the shades here. Hey, Cubby. Um, I'll tell you what, what. What's crazy is is that um, it was too much in my post. I had my first video on TikTok, and it was my first duet even. Uh, that went, I'm going to say semi-viral, 128,000 views, okay, um, which is way more than I've had a couple go into four digits. That's just about it. So I've tried changing hashtags, adding music, no music, um, but try to also just be myself. Um, and can't get it to jump off. But what was crazy is that I have two accounts on TikTok and I posted one video. It's currently at almost 129,000 views and posted the same video on a second page on TikTok, on the same platform. And that bad boy got a violation against community guidelines with no option to appeal it. So can't do nothing about it. Just don't understand the drastic black and white if this is the bots, I know it's a crazy world we live in. But yeah, that's keeping me up. It's almost midnight, and I should be already asleep for tomorrow. But uh, I'm sending you this video. Peace. Thanks for the video, first of all. Uh, awesome question. I mean, TikTok is like whack-a-mole. <laughs> it's like you don't know what's going to hit and what's not and where it's coming from. And then on top of that, these community violations are quite interesting, right, with no appeal. I've actually lost full accounts with like no ability to appeal. 
and you're just like, what's going on here? And like to get an answer, like, what did I do wrong? They're just like, you violated community guidelines. It's like, what's, which, what guidelines? which guy, I know which guidelines, but like, can you, it's a big ass document. Like what was the actual thing? Cause I don't think I was racist, sexist. I don't think I was false information. I don't think I was this, that, that, like, so it's, uh, it's a little bit like the wild west. So I feel your pain and congrats on the, the semi-viral videos. I think that's like, everybody loves that. And it's amazing that you're trying out different tactics to get there, you know, hashtags, no hashtags, what's in the caption, what's not, what's the audio, what, you know, at the end of the day, it comes also down to like the content, like audience, does it connect with an audience? Does it really, you know, hit on a deep psychological insecurity or thing that somebody wants to, you know, wants to learn about or listen to, uh, does it entertain all that kind of jazz that you got to work on? But, uh, you know, I honestly don't have a good answer here. It is freakishly weird and you just gotta like you just gotta like play it out and be like fuck it i'm just gonna i'm just gonna just deal with this put on a new you know put it on a new account and i bet you like that one will get no flag so like literally keep putting it out and seeing can i mess with because if they're gonna mess with you i think you have every right to mess with them totally yeah. and, and i think the only the only thing that i can add to this is you never know who's going to see what you put out there. If something that you said rubbed somebody the wrong way and they reported it, who knows where it went from there. And especially since they won't tell you what's yeah. going on. So yeah, we're living in the land of offended Olympics, you know, like everybody wants to win gold. How offended can I be? Uh, so I don't, uh, you know, I wouldn't worry about it behind the shades. Mm -hmm. Just keep doing your thing, man. Keep pushing out the content, baby. Just keep doing it. This next one's from Lori. Lori. Yes, Lori Klassen actually sent this in. She's a longtime uh, long listener of the podcast. Uh, first time caller. Uh, she's a long time listener, first time caller. Uh, yeah, let's hear what Lori has to say. Lori, hey, Chris. Lori here, fellow Canadian. Love what you've done with Cubco. Super proud of you. Well done, my friend. It's up to my what Canada keeps friends. me up at night are the Gen Xers, the people just like me. Those, though, that are pursuing a side hustle or they're working on something that they are convinced is their retirement gig. Now, I'm pretty sure that you work with corporate or enterprise type clients, but I work with these small business owners and they need to understand social media in order to thrive moving forward. That's what keeps me up at night. What would you do with them? Hmm. The Gen Xers? Is that the, what would you do with the Gen Xers that aren't, or the boomers? Just throw them in a trash button. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. You never, never call out the I'm Gen kidding. Xers. I love Gen come. Xers. Listen, I, I think that, uh, I think what Lori's asking is like, how do we get them into social? How do we, do you know what I would think though? Like, this is going to be a little controversial. I think the Gen Xers are more social media than the Gen Zers. Hmm. I think the Gen Zers are very media, are very like entertainment consuming content. They're not so good at like what I would call traditional social media, socializing, using Facebook, using the internet, like actually building network, actually communicating with people. The Gen Zers, the younger gen, they have another issue. They're not social at all on, on the internet. They're like the opposite. Yeah. They're just like, I gotta send a message. 
yeah, DMs, like they'll be all about the DMs and like those tools, instant messaging. But like when it comes to using social media in that way, they just don't, they consume. So what I think is, is maybe what you should do with them is try to like put it into their context, which is uh, a cocktail party or, you know, like how would you, you know, how would you reach your customers? How would you do like um, Rotary Club? Sorry, I'm like, I'm not shitting on everyone. I love Rotary Club. Like, how would you do Rotary Club or how would you do a cocktail party and then like translate that to social media? So, you know, like how would you socialize with your potential customers, with your stakeholders, with your audience? How would you socialize? And I would say at a cocktail party, you, or even like maybe thinking of it like, um, you're doing a speech for the Rotary Club. So, you know, 10% of your time or 20% of your time, you do a speech about your business and what it is. And then 80% of the time you'd spend at that, at that meeting socializing. So if you go out and social like that and say, okay, 20% of the time I'm going to be on stage presenting me, presenting what I do, how I'm doing it, what's great, what's not like blah, 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 blah. blah. And then 80% is socializing with the crowd. If you present yourself, if you do that on social, I think you'll crush it. I think the other thing, I'm, I'm a, I guess both of us. I think we're both a part of the exennial crowd, uh, the the crowd. Speak that, for yourself, dude. What'd you call me? <laughs> we're the last generation that grew up without social media. So when you look back at our socials from the 1900s, back back when we were in high school, <laughs> oh, don't call the 1900s. Painful. Oh God. But anyway, we didn't have it. And we're in a cowboy hat. But, Lori, I think the thing moving forward, if you want to show Gen X what to do on social to help them is just, I'm going to, I'm going to drop it straight for you. The no bullshit approach, the numbers, show them where the people are that they want to contact and show them the numbers so that they just go, oh, I mean, this is where they are. I want to make money with them. Let's hit them where they are. If that's Facebook, if that's LinkedIn, if that's TikTok, maybe Uh, the numbers are where Gen X is going to hear instead of just, you need to be on social. Yeah. I don't need to do anything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I think it's also showing them how cheap it is to run ads yeah. on most of these platforms. Like, and they might be like, where's the leads? Where's that? Like, there's a little bit of brand awareness in there. And like, just thinking about, hey, how much would it cost you to run a newspaper ad back in the day or a Yellow Pages ad back in the day? You know, it would be five times, 10 times what you do on Facebook. And you just you'd see way more reach and way way more engagement. So, putting on a commercial during Matlock, ah, Gen X, Jeopardy. This next one's a submission on Speakpipe from my buddy Rob Co. If you'd like to submit some questions to us in the future, it's Speakpipe 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 dot com slash social media sucks, or just go to Cubco dot com and find the podcast. This one's from from my buddy Rob. Hey, Jason. So the question is, what keeps me up at night when it comes to social media in 2024? Uh, I guess it's probably chasing cheap dopamine is the biggest one, is the addiction to chasing that dopamine. Um, That, for me, is probably why social media sucks as far as keeping me up at night goes. Other than that, not much else, really. Needing the bathroom, probably. I'm middle-aged, man. Take it easy. Rob is currently killing it on LinkedIn, so go find him. I'll put the where he's at somewhere. In yeah. There. 
Uh, dopamine. I think we're all looking for it. Oh. Dope. You want to take this one to the start? I talk a lot. I mean, it keeps me up at night. Last night, last night I was sitting in bed with my iPad out, flipping through TikTok, and my eyes were getting tired, and I was like, I just need a little more. Just a little more. So I legit, if Rob's looking at this from a very literal standpoint, yes. <laughs> Social media keeps me up at night because I just want to find one more thing that's funny. One more thing to, to keep me laughing before I fall asleep. Yeah. I think there's two levels of it. Like one is dopamine in terms of like self uh, gratification or like you, you know, the likes that you get on your own content. Or I think there's like a danger in relying too much on your self-worth with the likes and the comments of strangers. That's where I think it gets dangerous. I think yeah. I'm not too worried about like the the dopamine hits that you get from consuming content other than like are we wearing out our dopamine system and is that even possible i don't know but um we are seeing just across the board the mental health aspects of of the media and social media that we consume that it's literally like in our hands at any moment like think about how crazy this is at any moment in any part of our day we can open up an app and get entertained instantly like or offended or <laughs> surprised or saddened like that's crazy an emotional roller coaster in your pocket it really is and the thing is is like we don't we don't really know how to deal with that yet evolutionarily wise we haven't had that we've had to buy newspapers even the tv was sitting at home we had to go home and watch it i mean the radio was in our car but it was you know still somewhat removed when we started getting the Walkman, the Discman, you know, the cassettes, like as media became more portable and available to us, you know, our brain's chemistry has basically changed and, and where that lands, we don't know at this point. Uh, but we are seeing across the board that, you know, our satisfaction levels with life are actually kind of going down, even though we're at the highest quality of life in history. So, what the hell's going on here? These two polar opposites are really messing with people's heads. And I think we're going to see, um, we're probably going to see actually that social media is like our cigarettes. Totally. 20 years from now, we're going to be like, man, you're on, so you're watching social media. Jesus, dude, I you got to quit that habit, <laughs> man. Like, or, or just like looking at people like, like, you know, when you see people smoking, you're yeah. just like, that's weird. Man. Nasty. Why? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Isn't that, <laughs> I think that's how it's going to look. We're going to look at social media like we look at cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. I think, and, and the two things, I, Rob, I looked at this at two different ways, and Chris kind of brought it up for me, is the people consuming the social media, you have to have the discipline to step away. If it's time for bed, I, I have this problem. If it's time for bed, step away. And if you're creating content, this is especially important for all the the younger generation, the, the Gen Z, the Gen whatever the Gen is these days. Um, <laughs> it's instead of looking at it as a negative, if your content doesn't get blown up or anything like that, look as it, look at it as a learning piece, learn what to do next to do, make better content, bigger content, whatever, instead of I suck because that didn't go viral. 
Yeah. Think about it. Learning, learn, learn, learn. That's what I'm in the process of now. And I'm yeah. an old guy. And it's relearning all the time because once yeah. you think you got it, it's like the next thing comes and you're like, okay, I don't got it apparently. But I would look at that as just like, oh, I don't got it this time, but yeah. you know, I'll get it next time. This is fun. Yeah. Uh, ready to rock? All right. This next one's from my buddy, Jose Rosado, an old friend of mine. And is it risotto as in like risotto like a nice uh a nice risotto that was my risotto no risotto 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 i love the name he's got a whole bunch of letters after his name now so we got lcpc ncc mba kids going to school hey jason it's uh jose risotto you might remember me from my time at the angry millennial show uh interviewing you years ago uh, on that on that podcast, but I just want to say thanks for for starting this and giving us an opportunity to uh, to kind of submit questions and that sort of thing. So I guess to quickly catch you up, I changed careers because of the podcast, became a therapist, and now I have my own private practice, uh, gray matter counseling and consulting. Uh, it's going great. I think one of the things that keeps me up at night about social media in 2024 is the idea that right now I'm completely full. I take private pay and insurance, and I'm looking to possibly onboard new therapists. What I think keeps me up at night is the idea that if I switch fully to a private pay model and completely stop taking insurance, that then social media might be a necessity at that point. And I really hope not because I kind of got burnt out on it from the years as a photographer and using it. And then obviously with the, um, with the podcast for a year, really pushing social media hard, I'd really love to avoid the time suck and the time commitment in terms of uh, running that as well as running a practice. So hopefully that's uh, a good question. And uh, if you have anything else, you can just hit me up and uh, we'll talk soon. Bye. That's a great question. Man, I kind of want to like dive deeper into that with him and understand like why does he need to switch from yeah, private or like take away the insurance with the insurance <laughs> side. Yeah. I'm not sure why he has to do that, but that's interesting. I mean, hire somebody. Hire an agency. Hire cubco.com. <laughs> Go to cubco.com and sign up today. Uh <laughs> Yeah, but I mean like there's a there's one thing about like working in the business and working on the business and I think if you have capacity to hire people then one of those first things would be to maybe even VA some of it out like there's a lot of opportunities now with remote workers people you know living in different countries uh like Bali that are a bit you know cheaper so you can get somebody for you know you know a fraction of what you'd pay somebody stateside or or in Europe or whatever. So I would say like, see what you can automate, see what you can outsource, see what you can, um, you know, get off your plate and, and really make a list. I mean, you're a therapist, you know, like I've been to therapy too. And, uh, not that I know anything about what you do, but essentially like making a list of what do you hate doing? Like what does not give you energy and then like getting rid of that. So I know this is not a therapy session, we could turn it into social media therapy. Yeah, nice. <laughs> is that allowed? Is a yeah. We'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll break that down in another another episode. And then going. Uh, yeah, I lost my fucking train of thought, dude. <laughs> Why'd you do that to me, <laughs> Jason? Don't. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah. So doing that. 
any any other advice for Jose? Yeah, I mean, social media can be the bane of your existence and the greatest part of your day. So like, I think everything that you just said is perfect. There, There's so many days like, I'm going to say it, I have my own uh, TikTok channel that I've been doing for 350 days in a row, I think today, 350 days in a wow, row. Rats. And some days suck. I have nothing in my head. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't have it pre-planned, written down, anything. And I just, I rack my brain. And those are the days that social media is hard for me. But if you find those topics that you love or that strategy that like really clicks with you, I think social media is the easiest, funnest part of the day. Uh, like today, you should have seen me hopping around the office this morning because I was excited about it. I had a good time making the content today for myself. Uh, so I think that's the thing, Jose, find the stuff, like Chris said, that you love mm -hmm. and talk about it because... Get rid of the rest. Yeah. I mean, if you can. Don't do the bullshit. Do... <laughs> Are we allowed to swear on this? <laughs> uh, I swear every day on the on the podcast. So Or not every time I do it, I should say every day, but yeah. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't mind well, yeah. Get rid of the bullshit and just do the stuff that you love. And if I think Good if, advice. if you're trying to push it so hard, that's where you're going to be in a bad place. Yeah. Like agreed. Yeah. Let it flow, brother. <clears throat> this one's from Jasper. TikTok is now going to be rewarding longer videos with more views, more likes, and um, they'll be pushing longer videos on more along with those photo slideshows you've been seeing on TikTok too. Um, I don't even know if they directly, I'm pretty sure TikTok directly tells you that photo videos perform well now. Um, I'm 5 at 7 Jasper. I'm a music artist, audio engineer, uh, and a manager. So just thought I would let you know that I really love to be on your podcast. And um, yeah, I'd really like to hear your guys' insight on 2024 also and uh, what that's going to entail. Great. Thanks, Jasper. Uh, this is cool. Um, and you're on the podcast, by the way. So you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, here's the deal. So this is great for music artists because music songs are usually over three minutes. Some yeah. get two minutes. I mean, but so from a longer standpoint, if you want to showcase your entire catalog or do your songs or do videos or acoustic versions or whatever versions, disco versions, uh, country twang versions, I mean, like you can basically, you know, showcase your music much much more because doing one minute snippets or two minutes or whatever or 30 seconds maybe wasn't conducive to your art form so i think from an artist standpoint this is fantastic uh, the length is obviously about advertising tiktok has an issue with advertising they they are competing with youtube and netflix and longer form content places and they realize that they have to go longer form if they want to capture attention and keep people uh, excited or interested in seeing an ad because you don't really want to like have a not have a you know have to watch an entire 10 second or 20 second ad if if every video is under that anyways so you want to that what they're trying to do is like have longer form videos so that they can have longer ads essentially or more ads so that's that's why that's coming and you can tab into that by just feeding straight into it. Go longer form, unpack your audio engineering skills. How do you do this? How do you do that? What to look for in a mix? You know, all that jazz. So, you know, and I, I encourage anybody who's out there who, you know, likes to do longer form, who feels like they have to unpack a story more, that's going to be great for you. Go and do it. Try to experiment with it. Yeah. Jasper, thanks for the question. I, I, you also kind of sparked something for me, especially for music artists. 
imagine if you went to TikTok for your playlist. So you could go to Jasper, your your TikTok, click a link and have 30 minutes of your music that somebody loves straight away. Video after video after video. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Play it. I mean, play with the play with the algorithm, play play with your options and see what you can do. If it's one song, if it's three songs, if it's five songs, yeah. See what happens. And I mean, like I said before, it's all about testing. Try. See what happens. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Good input. Andro Nikos. Andro Nikos. Is that Andro Nikos? Andro Nikos says, I'm quite worried for us youngsters by the influence of social media that is basically turning into a full scale addiction of a whole generation. I agree. We already kind of covered this in the podcast. Like the addiction aspect, the cigarette aspect, like I mentioned before, that's a, that's a big concern. And I think as a parent also like myself, I am limiting my kids' social media. I'm limiting their screen time um, because we can see the effects instantly. We can see like if they get too much of this, they are assholes. So we don't want that. We want them to be good people. So we're just, you know, we're seeing this across the board and I think you'll see it more and more. There's a discussion in schools now about you can't even bring your cell phone to school. You got to lock it up in a locker because the amount of attention that's being spent on this device uh, and it's social media is, is, um, it's too much and it's taking our focus away from what's important, I feel. So yeah, this is going to be a core central topic for everybody going forward. It's a concern for me as being a social media agency owner, like... <laughs> This is my job. I do this. I create content. So am I part of the problem? Probably. What am I going to do about it? Mm, maybe nothing for now because all media, you know, has had this issue. People talked about TV addiction mm -hmm. years ago. People talked about newspaper addiction before that or radio addiction. So every new media has this issue and it just has to play itself out and we see where it goes. Yeah. Totally. Next comment was yeah. no, <laughs> no and just no. I get it. Some days I just want to be like, no, that's not for us. I put this kind of as a joke, but why even waste your time? Speaking of addiction, that's addiction. <laughs> when somebody, we say, hey, send us your comment. And they're like, no, oh, I'm going to send a comment. It, it feels so no. good to be rebellious though, doesn't it? In a small way. <laughs> I get it. Go ahead, send us your comments. We could use some more no comments. Yeah. Just send us your no, like just N-O, no. All right, uh, Amanda Cross, musician. She says, while I do get annoyed at social media, it's pretty unavoidable for my music and sharing music and all that. Would love to hear you guys talk about this aspect, music industry and social media. Yeah. She also says, sometimes... That stresses me out occasionally about social media is trying to create good content that is going to get people's attention. Feels like sometimes the longer I spend on a post, the less views. And when I put up something randomly without thinking about it, then it gets a lot of views. Their algorithm is definitely frustrating. Okay, done commenting for now. Welcome to the club, Amanda. Get in. <laughs> you meet every Thursday. I mean, this the randomness. And I think what you're speaking about more is vertical video randomness. Um, we haven't seen that before. And I think what happened is TikTok really like stuck a stick in people's bicycle wheels or other social media's bicycle wheels by saying, hey, we're going to allow uh, reach to just be a 
a gamble, a crapshoot at the the poker table, or crapshoot at the poker table. What the hell am I talking about? A crapshoot at the casino of impressions of social media activity because they just like made it random and and people random people that had no following you know weren't into social media were getting millions and millions of views and that cascaded into people like now trying their hardest to get stuff viral and it's actually sometimes working the opposite way um and then sometimes you see like jason here went viral or semi-viral like viral in his world i mean as 10xing what he usually gets uh the other day and that's from him actually consistently trying new things out to see what resonates with an audience. So I think focusing on that and focusing on, I mean, as a musician, our, you know, you, I was also a musician at some time at some point in my life. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let's not talk about that. Um, We're going to talk about, um, you know, our job is to resonate with an audience. Our job is to get our, our, our art out there to help us express ourselves, but at the same time, um, hopefully help somebody else express themselves or live something through our art. And if you just have that in your mind and don't care about the views and it could be like you reach one person, but you touch that person deeply and it affects their life and they, they're able to maybe get over a loss of a loved one or, you know, or, you know, feel happy about themselves or their life. Or, I mean, that's, that's worth probably that 20 minutes you spend on that piece of content or two hours you spend on that content. Uh, and I know that doesn't seem like very helpful because you also have a career to do and you want to get out there. But I think if you lead with that and, and that purpose, then you'll find that that's a more fulfilling career, um, than just getting a bunch of views. Yeah, I think Amanda, you could talk to uh, my buddy Jose about psychology of your posts and why people are loving the certain things. Sometimes when you don't think about it, it just flows out so quick that it resonates with so many people. And the one that you you think about over and over again and plan and plot, it resonates with you because you've been focused on it so hard, but everybody else misses the connection. Mm-hmm. So yeah. think about it that way too. The psychology. Sometimes it just doesn't get your audience. Like you, yeah. you just go and you know, I would say like, put it out there again. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's the first time around. It just didn't catch the right people. Try again, try again, try again. Yeah. There's so many times that I've taken a piece that, that I've posted once one way exactly like this. And then I chopped it up, moved some things around and it five times, 10 times, whatever. So it's the same content, just done a different way. Try it, test it, see what happens. Nice. Moving on to close. Cold Plunge, Colorado. Love the name, buddy. Uh, we're, uh, well, Jason here is a super big cold bather. I do it like once a month. Um, so, yeah, I can't really call myself a cold bather, but he says, or she says, is it a he? How do you know? Jeremiah. You know this guy? Oh, yeah. Cold Plunge, Colorado. Is he as good as you at cold plunging? He's incredible. He's got a much better beard. <laughs> okay. What's up, Jeremiah? So, Cold Plunge, Cold Plunge, Colorado. I am growing my following, but of all, oh my God, let's start this again. <laughs> I'm growing my following, but I have not had any reels go viral. On TikTok, I'm getting 200 to 300 views, but on IG, I'm getting a thousand plus, but still not viral. I've got engagement. I want more reach. I want more reach. I guess it. I get it, man. Um, 
why? <laughs> like why? Like first of all, why are you? Are do you have a business? Like, do you need to sell more products of some kind, or is this just about like getting validation for what you do and who you you are? And I understand that feeling as well. Like, we all want to be praised and we all want to feel like we're somebody but the truth is you are somebody dude like don't focus on that focus on like what do you want to put out there what do you want to contribute to the world and fuck it man who cares if it gets you know doesn't do that well i mean if if it's a time investment thing i understand where you're like okay could i be putting my time somewhere else better that's obviously an issue and you got to sort of work on that and say, Hey, maybe I need to spend less time doing this, more time doing this. Um, and that's a strategic move and you can decide for yourself, like what should take your time and what shouldn't. Um, and I understand like if you want to break it more viral or you want to get more reach, I would say like putting out more content, figuring out what works, what doesn't, I'm going to shut up now and, and go over to somebody who actually makes cold plunge content. Hey, I do. Jeremiah, uh, just because I've seen your content and I know your content, I think what you're trying to get out there is the mental health benefits of cold plunging. And I know that you have a, a movement moving forward, trying to get as many people to try the cold plunging to help with their mental well-being. Uh, I think nice. every everything that we've said before with Amanda, with uh, Jose, it's it's really just continuing the push trying new things trying different things and like you said yourself it's going to hit some places it's not going to hit other places and i think the virality will come with enough tests <laughs> yeah i haven't seen your content but like maybe you know better but is it more about the cold bathing or is it more about the symptoms i think the the most for the most part it's you get in the water and then you talk about the the issues i think you'll get more if you bring more of a hook at the beginning so that people know what they're getting into after you're in the water cuz your videos are super fun psychedelic colors a good time but i think the people who are going to miss it are the people who say another guy getting in cold water hmm. or they don't think it's for like i would start yeah. with like Hey, do you struggle with anxiety? Or, hey, were you like me five years ago and completely depressed? Or, hey, uh, are you experiencing low energy throughout your day? At two, do you hit like a wall at two o'clock? Or do you find yourself not excited to do anything anymore? Or, you know, is the joy of your life gone? Are you no longer challenged by the things in your life? I think like if you bring it back a second, because most people don't, you probably start, I don't know for sure. Like I haven't seen your content, but I find that a lot of people start at the solution, which is the cold bathing or the drug or the, the, you know, this piece of entertainment or whatever it is. Like they start at that and they don't like get beforehand, which is recognizing that people don't recognize that they need cold bathing yet. They don't recognize that they, and I'm not advocating for cold bathing. I mean, everyone do their own thing. Like, but people don't realize that they, they're much more into their own problems. They're much more like, yeah. yeah, man, I am low energy or I am like depressed or I am, uh, you know, feeling sluggish or I am, you know, not really having any joy in my life. Or So I think if you take it back some, then you will touch more people and get to the problems and get to like, 
touching somebody deeply about their issues and then you can bring in the cold bathing. So, you know, that's where I would go. Yeah. I don't relate to the cold bathing, but I do relate to that thing that you just said. Nailed it. Said it way better than I could have said it in five (laughs) minutes of rambling, rambling on. Let's step out of the tub and talk about something a little different. Uh, This one's from Paul Weber. Uh, Highs and lows out of the hundreds of now dead social platforms, which one had the most potential and which was the worst (laughs) in your opinion? I love this question. Paul, 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 (laughs) Paul, you brought the, you brought it, dude. Uh, what was the most, what are the hunters that are now dead? Which had, which one had the most potential? Oh, I got this. I think that the most potential was, I mean, we can all agree that vine was, you know, ahead of its time Mm -hmm. and just the precursor to TikTok, the precursor to where we are today in social in some ways. Um, and I think that one, like if they brought vine back today, I guarantee you would see a, a, a suction in the social world go out of TikTok, go out of Instagram, and you would find that that platform would would probably instantly beat Threads, instantly beat maybe even Twitter, because you'd see this nostalgic internet feeling happening where people are like, "Oh yeah, bring me back some Vine," and like have some of the old classics there to start with. Should we take? Vine back? Yeah, I don't think we can, but <laughs> maybe we can buy the rights. But yeah, I think Vine, you know, probably the best that that died, unfortunately, like, you know, R.I.P. King, uh, Queen, whatever you are, whatever your gender was, Vine. Um, so yeah, the worst. Oh, man. I got to say, like, probably. And I wouldn't even call it a social network at this point, but I think Clubhouse was the worst. The audio one? Yeah. yeah. I think Clubhouse was the worst just because like you had to be there for it. Like it was it was like you're tapping, like it wasn't on demand. It was you had to catch an audio thing when it was going. And and in my mind, it was just too fucking chaos. It was like so much going on. Like it was hard to determine which conversations to get into and and it was just, I just got to think like going back now, it's like, that was, that was, that was wrong. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Clubhouse is definite. Vine. I completely agree. Cause you have seven seconds, period. Not seven seconds to hook somebody, seven seconds. So for all the kids out there who don't remember Vine, uh, and the other one that is now sadly no longer Omegle. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. I think that was the worst. No, the best. best. I think that if it mm, yeah, was embraced differently by brands, mm-hmm. it could have been something much bigger than it was for yeah. brands. Yeah, that's if true. they did it right. Yeah, but now you'll never know. Yeah, <laughs> I think the one that should go away is OnlyFans. I it, honestly think it's a that, social platform. I think that OnlyFans should go away simply because, like, I'm like, dude, like. I don't understand. Like it's obviously men, a lot of men paying for this service. And I'm like, dude, it's like, this is not right. Like for porn is free. A <laughs> and like these girls, they don't care about, like they, they care about the money. That's it. It's like, it's collectively just, you know, it's billions and billions of dollars that just being extracted from wallets. And I'm just like, what? 
is going on here, guys? I don't get it. Um, so if one had to go away, I'd get rid of OnlyFans today. You heard it here fan first. OnlyFans is a social media platform. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe not. All right. Uh, That's the cut for this one. OnlyFans is now a social media platform. <laughs> I thought it was. Doesn't that count? I don't know. I'm, no. But it, I mean, it's maybe. like, I mean, people post and then people yeah. comment. There's DMs. I don't know what's in there, actually. I've never been in there. No, go on, Chris. No, no. <laughs> I know what's more. in there. Obviously, like as a social media nerd, I had to go figure out like what the hell this thing is. For research. Yeah, for research. <laughs> I got to go. I'll right. be right back. For the articles. Yeah. <laughs> this is Playboy from the past. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. I'm going to read this one from Joseph Quatrone. I love the name. Joseph Quatrone. What do you know about UGC armies? Like what I'm seeing deployed against Tate. Wow. Theo Fawn, Shane Gillis. Goggins, good old Goggins, and the like. Valid approach. Seems like if the platforms cut the head off, they keep growing. Who's going to carry the boats, Chris? Deployed against or deployed? Um, they've 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 done both. I mean, like I've seen UGC deployed for and also against. Um, so it is like a, a sort of a war, a, a sort of an armistice, armistice or an arms race, not armistice. That's the other thing an arms race to put out as much content and get other people to uh, use the content, like pr promote the content. The brilliant thing that, that some of these guys have done is use UGC army and like have them as affiliates. I don't know if anybody knows this, but the, the inside baseball is like these UGC armies, if they have a link to either Andrew Tate stuff or I don't know about Goggins, maybe Goggins, his book or whatever, um, those affiliates get a cut. Oh yeah, right. So it's a business thing, right? So these these UGC armies are basically like, okay, I've got an incentive to share this content because if somebody clicks the link in my bio or whatever, and they buy this Andrew Tate course, or I don't know what the hell he's selling, but but yeah, then then they get a cut of that. So that's like a crazy business move i've been thinking about how does that how could that apply to my business or the businesses that i'm working with uh that's a that's a really smart move to like seed content and get that out there and distribute content so that it's not always coming from you um and others have others in the industry have also deployed this but i would say like i think it's a valid approach um i do think it's a valid approach i think it's a very smart approach distribution is is really important uh, when it comes to a product, you know, how many stores can you be in? Like, I think of social media as like a store, like more stores carrying your product is a good thing. Uh, usually unless you're luxury goods like Louis Vuitton or whatever. So I think of it as a valid approach, uh, against them. If UGC armies are going against them to create content, uh, against them. I mean, I think that's just the battle of the internet in some ways. Like that's, that's how this works. And unfortunately, the users or the viewers are the ones that pay the price because we get to see all this crap play out. Um, but it's our own goddamn fault for sitting there scrolling through it at 1 a.m. Yeah. And, just turn them off. And Joseph, another thing about the UGC armies, uh, Joseph, um, Paul, Amanda, Cold Plunge Colorado, Rob. He's getting uh, everybody in there. Jose. Jose. Can you guys all share this? Lori. <laughs> yeah. 
you guys be our yeah, wait a second. Speaking of UGC Army. Can you guys be our UGC Army right now? Uh, personally, I think UGC armies are brilliant if they're done correctly. Uh yeah, it's like street teams back yeah. in the day. Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly like a street team. Yeah. Like we would use guerrilla marketing street teams to like get a word out about a band coming to town or a skate uh, you know, a, a skate contest or um yeah, any kind of small business that really needed to get out there, we would employ street teams to go out and just, it's the exact same thing. Do you remember Surprise and Delight? No. Oh, maybe that was just a thing that we used at that other place. I'm not going to say it, but Surprise and Delight. Uh, there might be one at the end of this video. Might. If you know what that is. Okay. <laughs> I like this. So I think that's the answer. Uh, share this. Share this. Should we do the next? Link, this came from LinkedIn, people. Uh, Jordan... Sheltgen, um, actually a good old friend of mine, uh, the founder at Cave Social, another social media agency owner. He's saying, what keeps me up is, one, brands using music they haven't cleared, as in copyright, they haven't cleared the copyright, and two, making health claims that aren't backed by peer-reviewed studies. So this is a two-parter. One is obviously brands using music they haven't cleared. So we're seeing this a lot. Uh, TikTok is... Uh, partly responsible for this but essentially like music coming out on uh, that platform allowed people to use it for their own videos um, and brands basically using that they're getting hit with copyright claims now so I mean it doesn't keep me up at night anymore because they are going to pay the price I've seen it the lawsuits have come down there's lots of behind the scenes going on what keeps me up at night is actually like this the inside baseball or the the secret here and I'm I'm going to not do this anonymously is like TikTok is feeding the lawyers with the information so that the lawyers can go after brands hundred mm. percent there because there's just too much content right so if you've got a billion views with this copyrighted song from Miley Cyrus on then how does how does a brand how does a lawyer or a legal firm or a music publisher go through those billion videos uh-oh uh-oh, we're, we're still recording. What's going on? Um, what? Hello? Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> Sorry. Apparently my shit <laughs> just screwed up. Here's the deal. So how did the... How can a, a music publisher go through a billion videos to find out, A which ones actually use the music and which ones are from brands and then which ones are from brands that we actually could sue. Yeah. Because some brands, there's no point in suing them because it would cost you too much in legal fees and they wouldn't have any money, right? Small dental office down in the corner. Like there's no point in sending them any sort of cease and desist or any sort of, you know, notice because it would cost you more in legal fees than it would to actually do it. But if another brand has it in the background a little bit, yeah, get them. Yeah, but get them. Yeah. So the which is I, I get it. Like, but the problem is, is the CD underhanded thing is that TikTok is feeding these legal firms and feeding uh, the music publishers with the i with the 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 breakdown of oh here's the brands because these are all the business accounts and these are the ones we've filtered based on number of followers or based on this. Go get them. That's what keeps me up at night. And then on that note as well, on the music publishing side, what about fucking influencers? 
influencers yeah. you cannot tell me that they're not a business yeah and the music publishers are just you know turning a blind eye to influencers that you could say actually earn more money on a social media platform than any other brand does because they're selling in totally different ways right but an influencer's sole business is their social media presence that is what they sell so you have these influencers out there using copyrighted content getting away with it and also building big businesses sometimes businesses that are completely decimating traditional brick and mortar companies so it's like saying the social media platforms and music publishers are all like in cahoots to say oh these guys are fine but these guys over here the old school companies brick and mortar companies you guys are fucked we're coming after you but then and i think it's so hypocritical and it's such, that's what keeps me up at night but the the thing about that is where's the cutoff so like do you have a thousand followers you can't use these if you have a thousand you can't use these if you have 10,000 followers. Like, where's the line where you change from just somebody using TikTok yeah. to I'm an influencer and I'm making the second you start making money? Yeah. Or the second that the music publisher says, oh, you're not in our ecosystem of like promoting our music. Because some of the influencers they love, like, oh, oh, Kylie Jenner used our song. That's amazing. Now I'm going to sell more of the record, right? Mm -hmm. Because that person's influence is going to drive more who's to say that you know some coca-cola using your music isn't going to drive yeah. i mean look at the apple music commercials or apple ipod commercials back in the day i mean as soon as they used a song in an ipod commercial it blew up remember the old vw songs yeah exactly there's another yeah. good example like songs that were in these commercials like moby Moby sold all like a yeah. ton of his music out to, and everyone's like, "Oh, what's where did that? Where's that, Where do I get that track?" So it's like there's an ecosystem here, and I get that. And but then the music publishers and the lawyers have to like, what am I saying? I'm babbling again. I'm ranting, you guys. But uh, yeah, so that keeps me up at night. And then number two, the I think parts the health, the, the health claims part, that aren't yeah. backed up. I mean, that's just fake news yeah but there's a lot of like you know selling you know red light therapy stuff and this thing and that thing and use this you know oil on your hair and you'll grow your hair back and that's always been the case right we're in snake oil sales you know territory here um it's, so i don't know i don't know what to do with that but jordan make it easy don't believe anything don't believe anything that you hear online because none of it's true fake everything's fake everything's true everything's, everything's true <laughs> everything's true let me Nothing. just we're doing we're doing good folks we're getting in we're having some deep discussions i'm gonna try yeah vlad vlad if you want me to pronounce this correctly i'm gonna need you to send us an audio recording next time uh vlad adrian yanku i'm guessing so uh, it says attention span Everything needs to be short, stupid, and short. Here's the thing. I kind of agree, and I kind of don't. Because all of the movies, look, go look. All the movies are getting longer. They're going to two. They're going to three. They're going to almost four hours. So it's not the attention span as much as the quality of the content. And I or think, our expectation of the content. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. So I don't think it's attention span. Everybody says that our attention span gets so much shorter. But I think it's the hook that keeps us there. That's the thing. We have a bullshit detector that's so much quicker now. So if it if it 
if I don't care about it, I know about it within seconds and I'm not going to watch it. But if it's quality content and it hits me in the feels where I want it to, I'm going to be there for every episode, every piece of content, every hour upon hour upon hour of movies yeah. coming out. So yes yeah. and no. When, you know, it kind of hit home for me when that research was coming out that, you know, I think everyone saw it was our attention spans are no are now shorter than the goldfishes. <laughs> when that research came out, I was like, this can't be true because I've seen my son watch a Twitch streamer play Fortnite for three hours straight. And he just watched that. <laughs> and so I thought, mm, that doesn't look like low attention span to me. Yeah. That looks like I'm only interested in the things that I'm interested in. And that's been the case from the get go. I think what Jason, I think what we've, we've gotten more picky because we have so much more access. Yeah. So we are no longer going to sit there and watch a Netflix movie if we're not into it. Like if we're in 10 minutes and we're like, okay, this is not for me. Then I think in the past you would have been like, okay, I'm just going to grit my teeth and yeah. bear it because I paid my, yeah. you know, I, I rented this a blockbuster. So screw it. Um, we don't have that anymore, right? We turn it off, we move on to something else. And that's the same with the scroll. It's like, I don't want to waste my time on this. So I'm, it's not for me. Um, and it might not, it, it also is like, it's not for me right now. That's also a thing. Like I, I'm like big into red dead redemption right now. I'm yeah. playing through that game again. Um, and I've consumed so much red dead content. Like my, my feed is basically all red dead at this point. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I got it this is too much red dead. I have to change my social media diet to something else because I'm getting too much red dead. So then I consciously go, okay, I got to scroll past those faster, fast. Faster. Every time I see some red dead, I go fast so that I tell the algorithm, I no longer want to see this type of content. Yep. Um, and that's how our diets change, you know, from week to week. And I think that's, you know, that's an interesting thing. It's like, you might not be for them right now. You don't want to necessarily eat pizza every night, but you know, once a month you like burgers, yeah. but I mean, once a month you might be like, ah, I'm in the mood for pizza, but you don't want it every single day. I disagree. You disagree. But anyway, uh, Vlad, the other That's thing is the, there's a line that I just popped into my head. Uh, life is too short for shitty content. That's it. Like a few nights ago, Chris brought that made me think about this. I put a comedy Netflix comedy show on and I said in my head, if I don't laugh out loud in five minutes, I'm going to watch something else. And I didn't. And I left. Smart. It's yeah. life's too short for shitty content. Good point. Yeah. There's so much more out there, right? Yeah. Good comment, Vlad. Thank you, my man. Yeah. Carson. Carson T. Carson. Kind of the same. Carson. Underscore 90 on the Instagram. What, what keeps me up at night? I don't know why I said it like that. What keeps me up at night is the addictive short videos that keep you sucked into scrolling. Yeah, so we've covered this a few yeah. times on the episode. Everybody, like, listen, if there's one thing you can take from this episode, it's like everybody's concerned about this, and I think it starts with yourself, like putting your phone down, going, doing other things, figuring out what gives you joy, what gives you pleasure, what do you want to, at the end of this year, at the end of 2024, because that's what this episode is about, how much content, you don't have a, like a goal of how much content you've consumed, but you probably have a goal of the things you wanted to do. You wanted to get in shape. You wanted to like write that book. You wanted to 
do that video. You wanted to write that song. You wanted to go to that place. You wanted to, you know, try this food. You wanted to get a girlfriend, get a boyfriend, get married, whatever it is. You have goals. If those are, if you're scrolling is keeping you from those things, if your Netflixing is keeping you from those things, if your YouTubing is keeping you from those things, it's extremely important that you stop scrolling and just go focus on the things that you want to do. Do you want something controversial? Yeah. Always. If, if you're not getting shit done that you want to get done, put your phone down. That's not controversial. Just just put it just turn it off. As a social media agency, uh, stop consuming social media content. Oh. That's a that's going to be the start. Of, that's going to be the start of the episode. Yeah. Our advice, do it. I dare you. Yeah, but do it. I think it's a, we'll get more quality content and we'll be less scrolling, right? Nobody's going to do it because as we've already talked about, yeah, social media not. is the new cigarette. You're addicted. <laughs> I love this first comment that came in from Instagram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooze out. Uh, my previous co-host, we have now Jason on, the lovely Jason. Uh, Ooze out, my previous co-host, is asking, I'm wondering why I'm cut out of, from the podcast as a co-host. That's what I really want to know for the next episode. Listen, you, it just wasn't working. You were just, nobody, nobody liked you. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I was getting complaints. People were like, can we please have less you on the show? I would like to see more um, white males. That's what they said to me. I, I, I don't know what I did with those emails or that DMs, but they said, bring bring more white male energy and like... Well, we're going to cancel this episode yeah. and the rest of our days. <laughs> <laughs> Probably going to cut this out of the podcast. Um, but yeah, so you use out, fear not, fearless listeners or fear not, dedicated listeners. Use out, we'll be back on the podcast at some point. We'll make it into a trio we will, you know, be jazzing things up with a third co-host in the future. But for right now, we're trying it out with two to see how that goes. And uh, but I, I guarantee you she'll up, she'll show up for like maybe a guest spot on an episode mm. or two. I hope this season. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. I like her. So st- <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't care what all those other people have been saying about her. I mean, I really like her. I think she's great. So. Everybody in the office has their own opinion. Yeah, but I like her. Yeah, I, I think she's great. Okay. I think she's nice. Nice enough. Yep. <laughs> Next up, uh, Sim Sex Shoots. Sim Sex Hoots. Sim Six Shoots. Sim Sick. Sim Sick Shoots. I'm guessing he's a photographer or she's a photographer. Oh, things that keep me up at night is usually content ideas. Yeah. I mean, get a book, write them down. Yeah. Keep, oh. keep track. What's it like doing that? Or put them in their phone. I mean, that's also like notes. How many of you, I just want to know, you can comment on this. Send me a message. How many of you have the best ideas? Just like me, but you don't write them down and then you have no idea what they, they were. Yeah. And they slip away forever. Yeah, I use an app called Oasis, which is an AI tool that's just a voice recording tool that then takes mine and copy, like it basically like expands on the idea and then it gives me action points to do it. Yeah, so it's like I just basically, whenever I have a concept or an idea in my head, I open up Oasis, I hit record, and then it and then it tells me actually the things that I need to do if I was going to do anything with this idea. So 
I'm writing that down. Yeah, it's quite cool. Typing that down. It costs a little bit of money. I think it was 40 bucks a year or something, but oasis.app. This is not sponsored, uh, but I like their tool. It's Thanks, Oasis. Thanks. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, here we go with Robert Siddle. Robert Siddle at Instagram. He says, I got to I gotta zoom in here. Instagram removing comments, which clearly aren't spam, then saying, this goes against our policy, and then banning you from commenting, sending messages, following, and posting stories for a few days before they do it to you again for something completely different. Um, yeah, you're at the whim of the the Instagram gods. They can control your life. I mean, this is, you know... This is having a lot more and we're in a, a place now within the culture, within the world, like what is offensive, what is deemed offensive, what goes against guidelines, what doesn't. I mean, we're in this dance of trying to figure this out and it changes almost daily. So until we, we're going to have to realize that these are not our platforms. These are somebody else's business, their platform. They decide what goes on, what doesn't. Um, Twitter X x twitter whatever the hell you want to call Please it stop calling it x he hates x uh, twitter let's just call it twitter from now on people let's just agree it's twitter we don't care about the rebranding. i sent out an x what no it doesn't work on twitter they've decided to like lower the censorship uh thing not you know have less community moderate less moderation less unless you're talking about elon or twitter and less censor yeah unless you're like yeah maybe Maybe that's a dictatorship going on there. But the the thing is, is like this discussion of freedom of speech versus platforms. I mean, media has never been freedom of speech. Um, media has always been biased. Media has always been. And these platforms, they're their media, they're social media, right? So I would say that uh, you have to sort of grit and bear it and, or find another place. Go to, go to Twitter. I mean... That's that seems to be the the platform now that's less censored, less community guidelines. So go there, see how it fares for you. I have so many comments about Twitter, but I'm gonna I'll I'll, I'll save them because I got. We'll have a Twitter episode. We'll just shit on Twitter for like mm -hmm. an hour, or or would you like it? Let no, us know in what comments. Let us know if we should just shit on Twitter for the whole episode. I'm biting my lip. That sounds fun to me. All right. Uh, next one comes from Hungry Dane. Uh, this is not sponsored by Hungry Dane. Go get their burgers. They're phenomenal. Uh, they say, I consider my 2024 strategy will be, one, I think cross-partnering. Two, be genuine to yourself and not at least your product. You're never better than your last book or burger. Uh, and three, no influencers who are not picked by you. It's about love. Uh, no influencers. No influencers who are not picked by you. It's about love. I'm not sure I understand that one. Is that like, he's like, I don't want to use influencers unless they're picked by me personally. Maybe. As in like himself, as in Hungry Dane picks them. Yeah. Or maybe he's been buying, maybe he's been like using an agency or using sort of these there's some micro posting sort of tools that allow you to like just put your campaign out and like influencers will just oh, say yeah, like yeah. yeah i'll do it i'll do it and then like there's a little less control about you know who does it right um interesting so i think he's spot on with everything that he's saying i think like i don't have anything to add to this other than like take notes people i think that 
there's a lot to to admire from this sort of strategy. Cross partnering. I mean, like we said at the beginning, socializing. That's socializing using social media. Um, cross partnering allows you to expand your audience because that partner probably has a different audience than you, hopefully. Uh, but you have to sort of find some overlap so you're not just going after people that are like, "What? Why are you doing this?" Like, I don't care. I don't care about burgers, or I don't care about this. Like, I care about you know, I don't know, um, lighting systems or. I have no idea, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, that's where I think you have to pick your partners really well, but you know, and being genuine to yourself and your product, um, you know, putting out a good product. I mean, if you don't have a good product, why are you focusing on promoting it? Makes no sense to me. Like focus on a great product, um, learn through sales, learn through customer feedback, how to get it better and better and better. Um, and then you can kind of use the marketing tools to expand. Kind of hits on Joseph's Quattrone's uh, thoughts the on UGC armies. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the armies, but you have to have stuff that people actually like. So reach yeah. out to the right people who enjoy the product and then see where it goes from there. Yeah. The balance guru says, what keeps me up is a panel has been used and no one knows. Shake my head. I know what it means. What does it mean? A panel, for those of you that aren't deep into the dark aspects of social media, is uh, what we would call like a tool that sends automatic likes or a tool that Ooh. sends automatic comments or uh, follows people like a bot would be doing. It's, it's basically like, um, yeah, tools that people have set up for for years and they kind of come and go and one panel will pop over here and over there and all sorts of stuff so he's he's concerned about what keeps him up at night is that people are fucking with social they're lying and it's been used and no one knows which is sad right like that somebody's used those tools to lie i mean even the biggest kylie jenner the, the biggest social media stars and people that you would think like, oh, they're pretty, you know, they're ethical. They're people that I trust. They're full of shit. Right? <laughs> Somebody is using a panel for them on their behalf or they are using it. And hopefully, like, we're seeing less and less of this. Like, Instagram's cracking down on it. They want authentic stuff. Um, you know, Twitter cracked down on it when, when Elon came in and said, like, all of these bots got to go. Uh, so there's cracking down on it in the industry, but it, you know, People find hacks. People find ways around it. Yeah, but here's the thing with, with AI. Is it just going to get more, more and more? Probably more, more sophisticated. Yeah. yeah. So, and I mean, you see these panels also like, you, you see also mobile phone armies or warehouses in China, you know, basically, uh, you know, pushing out likes, pushing out, you know, viewers on a live stream. Uh, listening to songs on SoundCloud or on Spotify to get the the numbers up so that people can earn more money on their streaming. Like, there's a ton of fuckery going on. Um, there's a ton of that going on. And, you know, there always has been in all aspects. Wherever there's money to be made, there's fuckery going on. And you just have to, to sort it through and, and be critical enough in your mind to know when something is is messed up and, and know where to draw the line and, and tell others. Don't be afraid of that. Say, there's there's something 
there's fishy foot at the circle there's some, K. yeah there's something fishy going on here uh i don't trust this and that i think it's uh, fair right on next one is coming in from da suguru uh this is possibly my favorite comment so far uh, everything about social media seems to be stressful these everything. days. Social media is like being in a shit relationship. You know it's bad for you and it's not going anywhere good, but you stick around for the periodic good things. Hmm. Do you want me to go deep here? <laughs> How deep in this relationship would you like to go? How shitty is this relationship? Like, I think, <laughs> I think like, there's good days and bad days in all relationships, whether that's with your friends, your family, your loved one, like your your wife, your spouse, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, like nothing is 100% upside. There's always downside and there's always compromise. And you have to know that where is that? And then also be very good at understanding your own contribution to that shit relationship. Because I'm very sorry, but it's two to tango. And so are you contributing to the shit relationship that is social media? Dan just got called out. Sorry, but like if you're <laughs> if you're like in it, like if you're a user, if you're on the platform, you're creating content, you're you're using social media as your self-validation. If you're, you know, are you contributing to the bad relationship? And if you are, then it's two-sided. You got to get out of that relationship on both sides. And, and then evaluate from there, what do you want to do? And, and I wouldn't say like, does, does social media isn't your wife, you're not married to her or him. So what's stopping you from like, ah, I just want to do a little less of that. Mm. Nothing. So just do it. Like you're a grown person, decide. Yeah. It's just that easy. No, it's not that easy. I know it can be addictive, but you know, I'm sorry I'm blasting you here, but I don't know what to say other than that. I don't really know how to go about this next one. <laughs> I mean, this is epic and at the same time. I'm a little from the name Big Al. From Big Al. Alvin Lundgren sent us an email. I got a new job recently. My first real corporate job too. Working in five shifts, rotating about every month and a half, starting getting money and could buy nice things with relatively low expenses. I like the working life. Then this. This is my true calling. Just the title of podcast guest is my only true achievement. Not having a loving partner or family, not my academic achievements or my skills. I know from being a podcast guest that everyone wants to hear my thoughts on everything. What my morning routine is, I wake up at 4 a.m. What workouts I do, 12-mile run daily. How I earn so much income, podcast guests, etc. Don't get me wrong. It is a tough life being this rich and successful in all areas. For example, this podcast right here. Just from this, you are paying me an exposure, which is a very classic move. What you don't get, though, is that by giving me more exposure, more people will hear my thoughts. And my thoughts are dot, dot, dot. Well, I think that being this rich and successful is hard. <laughs> For example, this podcast gives me exposure and more people want to hear my thoughts. And you know what that means. At this point, I don't need to do the podcast interviews. I already wake up at 4 a.m. and earn a bazillion dollars every day. I think I like this little life. Big Al. Kudos, Big Al. You can send us emails like this. We might 
read it on the air. But I don't know where to go. Man is just right out playing. I love it. I love it. Big Al. Thanks, Alvin. (laughs) Thanks, dude. Big Al, the satire is uh, fantastic. I love it. It's just, you know, spot on good. I mean, that's I'm I'm also a bazillionaire. I also like just do podcasts and just make a bunch of money. So I have no money. I know what that life is like. None. No money. (laughs) If you'd like to send me money, uh, I'll put my email address here. Venmo me. Here. Venmo. Here or here. Great. Send money to Jason. Send money. All right. Uh, Lots and lots of money. Next email from Derek Thompson. Uh, Let's go Derek. What social media is stressing me out? Maybe stressing me out is overselling it, but disappointing me is closer to the mark. LinkedIn seems more like it's compartmentalized. It promises connections and reach for businesses, but for me anyway, it doesn't deliver. Thanks, Derek. Yeah. LinkedIn, I'm going to say it here first. I mean, I sent Jason a book idea called Kissing My Own Ass, A Guide to LinkedIn. It's gotten weird. It's in it's in weird land. Like, I can't figure out what the hell to do with LinkedIn. Um, the more and more I spend time on it, I'm... Basically, it's people just like puffing up their own chests. We had to talk like, about it this morning. Yeah, it's 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 weird, right? Like, it's super weird. I'm I'm trying to provide some business value on the platform, maybe give some perspectives, give some insights, and that does not seem to work. However, posts about how fantastic it is to travel somewhere for work, or to do this for work, or to you know, basically day in the life type stuff. Basically influencers 2019 to that, well, 2016 to 2019 on Instagram. Uh, so LinkedIn in my mind is the new Instagram. If you want to succeed there, I get, I recommend you take a look at the tactics that were used between 2016 and 2019 on Instagram as far as like showcasing how good your life is. If you do that, I guarantee you will get attention on that platform. I don't think that's a good move from a business standpoint, from a platform perspective, from a soul perspective. But, you know, that's, I'm just giving you the information about what works on that platform right now. Uh, take it or leave it. Um, but I, I feel you. It also, I feel you, Derek. It also sounds like they're moving to a video. Uh, yeah, they're going to do more videos, um, which will be interesting to see how that plays out because I don't, Let's I don't know scroll if that's through con- business talk. Well, I don't think it's conducive to like how their platform works, but at the same time, I mean, they have to do something to to innovate. Innovate by doing the same thing everybody else is doing. Exactly. Mm, I love that. Great job, LinkedIn. Good job, LinkedIn. Love you. Uh, do we need to to reach out and talk about all the the people who wrote in from Twitter? Oh, uh, what? Who? <laughs> I'm just kidding. What? Nobody running from Twitter. What are we talking about? I and I quote in this section of the uh, the the form. It says, "Asterisk garbage platform." Jason wrote that. Uh, Jason's views do not necessarily coincide with the views of Cubco <laughs> and company. It's called Twitter. <laughs> Stop just, calling it X. Listen, folks. If you are a brand and want to do well on Twitter, <laughs> give me a call. Jason is on his own island of hate towards I'll Twitter. I'll tell you how to make it work. The rest of us believe it's still a good platform and cheap, very cheap ad buying right now because nobody wants to advertise there. So those <laughs> brands that are looking for cheap exposure, give me a call and I will help you guys out. It's also turning to a, a video first platform. Video, everything's video first, bro. 
Clubhouse video first. Omegle. We're going to release video, Vine, baby. Vine's always. coming back. You heard yeah. it here first. Great. So that concludes our first episode in 2024. Predictions, comments, concerns, what keeps you up at night about social media in 2024. Thank you to everybody that has contributed. You guys are amazing. We really uh, love the comments, love the 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 stuff that you're sending in. So don't stop. We're going to do another one of these. Jason, why don't you tell us what's on the next episode? Yeah, that's the show. So if you want to be on the next one, our topic is going to be AI or not AI. What does artificial intelligence mean for the future of social media? It's a good so topic. If you have questions, if you have comments, uh, you can find us on every social media platform under Cubco, K-U-B-B-C-O. Uh, just look up Cubco, you'll find us. And on the website, I'm going to do it. It's just been put up today. Uh we have a brand new podcast submission area. So find it on the website, cubco.com slash podcast. You can send video comments, uh, text comments, audio comments, social media comments, anything all about uh, AI for the next episode. And check out all of our previous episodes there too. Finally, if you stuck around to the very end here, we're going to hook you up with something special. Share this episode on your social media. Make sure you tag us. Make sure you use the hashtag social media sucks podcast and we'll put it up here for a chance to win some cool merch we've got some social media sucks socks that i think you would love so see you next week and as always social media sucks dancing to no music Nothing is there like no it. music can you put music on after this social media sucks bow, bow.